Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave, bringing you the uh, Tuesday edition of our Office Hours program, where we come together with you every Tuesday to answer whatever questions you may have with regard to PEMF, machines, training, uh, anything it may be that you want to uh, talk about, we're here to do that. You can put your questions in your chat box uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, and we'll, we'll get right to those questions and answer them for you. <clears throat> or you can uh, send me a text, 502-599-9722. 502-599-9722, and I will call you back, and we can have a conversation so we can get deeper into whatever it is that you're liking or wishing to discuss. Again, send me a text, 502-599-9722, and uh, we will answer your questions or simply put them in the chat box, and we'll be able to have a look. Um, looking here to see if there's anything in the chat box at this point. I don't see anything. Tracy's with us. Amy. He's with us. Hello. And Terry McLean's with us uh, from Oakland County, Michigan. All right. That's good. Northern Lights with us. Hazel. Uh, so we're glad everybody's here and beginning to join us. So if you have a question, just put it in the chat box and we'd be happy to take a look at it. There have been some questions that have uh, popped up throughout the week that I will kind of cover here and uh, hopefully give you some uh, information and it might spur you to some questions. Can, uh, is there a protocol for a horse with ulcers or digestive difficulties? Uh, the person has a semi and can't find information in the practitioner's portal. One thing you need to make sure that you think about when you look in the practitioner portal, it's not always by machine. So if you're looking for, if you have a question about a particular device uh, and you're asked the portal and you say, I have semi, you might get the answer for a Max or someone who has a uh, um, uh, Maya or something like that. So you just need to keep that in mind as you're seeking out these uh, questions or answers to your questions. The situation is that with all of our devices being, got a call coming in, with all of our devices uh, being high voltage, the only thing that varies between treatments from machine to machine is the time. So if you have a max machine, you're going to treat for a shorter period of time than if you have a semi machine or a sole device or now the Spiro Go. So it just depends on the machine you have. The protocol will be the same except for time. And that's a good question to ask. But you might figure that a typical treatment is six to eight minutes on a given area on the Max or the Maya or the Pulse Pro. Well, so you drop down to the Semi or the uh, uh, Soul or the Spiro Go, and those times may double. Uh, doesn't always have to double. I mean, you just really, every person is different. Every animal is different. So that's just a decent rule of thumb. If the treatment time is five minutes, you might go 10 on the half power or the lower powered devices. Do you have to always go double the time? No, but that's just a good guideline uh, to take a look at. In some cases, if you're treating low with a Maya or a, or a uh, Max, and you're using a semi on high, which would be very close to the lower settings on the other machines. And so if it's, it may still be a six to eight minute treatment because you're treating low with the big machine. So it doesn't always change. So when you look at uh, protocols and then you go in and you search and it says, I have a Max and this is what I do, the safest way would be just to add a little more time to your treatment uh, as you're using that. Now, 
to come down here with ulcers and digestive difficulties. You can certainly, when you treat the overall body, you're improving in the, in the horse, you're improving the overall blood flow, the blood oxygenation that's going to go to those areas of the body. Now, could you, for example, people have, if they're having some constipation issues, if you want to put it on the gut area and, and pulse, that does help massage things and potentially move things along. So if it's a digestive issue like that, or if it's an ulcer, you can treat the stomach area of the horse and, and be able to get some good uh, pain relief if they're, if they're uncomfortable or help provide some comfort and approach it from that perspective. So yes, you can, you can treat those areas specifically uh, as you go along. Let's see who, what we have here. Bring this up. Got a message. Uh, Rack question about a reaction following a session. All right, so let's bring this up. Hello. Hello, Pat Zemer here. Hi, Felicia Carroll in Houston. How are you? Good, Felicia. What's your question? So this past weekend, I was at a horse show treating a bunch of horses pre-competition, like the night before. And one pony that I had already previously done the night before, I had no reactions outside of the normal and so this was saturday evening i gave the full body and it was known to be tight um that was the diagnosis of the trainer and said hey she gets really tight on us so i went over the top line then afterwards with my large wings laying them horizontally across mm -hmm. just to give her an extra benefit and as i started finishing her up after the, um, that would have been 30 minutes, or maybe about 25 minutes in, she started leaning into me with her back end, and which was fine. I didn't worry about that. I figured she was really enjoying the session. Sure. When it finished, she started picking up her back feet like she was uncomfortable and colicky. And then her midsection, her barrel towards the bottom on just the left side was showing a rippling effect without any machine and any attachments on her. And uh, everybody had left by that point, but I did not leave because I didn't want to leave thinking, oh my gosh, this guy's kind of like a die while no one was there to catch it. Right. Um, she did get better, but I've never had that reaction before. Well, certainly you said a couple of things, um, with the potentiality of colicking, um, certainly with the twitching remaining, there could have been a, there could be a vitamin deficiency or some electrolyte uh, deficiency that, that the horse needed to remain comfortable. And you simply brought that to the surface. That's what sometimes shows up when there is a vitamin deficiency or electrolyte situation uh, in the animal. Certainly could have been some digestive issue. Interesting, we were just talking about digestive issues that the horse became uncomfortable as you were treating because it was having a buildup of gas or having a, a blockage begin. I mean, you know, we don't know that. And certainly right. a vet would be there, but it's certainly what you experienced and based how you described it could have been any of that uh, coming uh, coming to the surface. And in some cases, if it would have uh, prolonged or continued 
certainly would have been a reason to bring the owner or the trainer or the veterinarian back into place because maybe you had you picked up something earlier that was going to show up tomorrow, if you know what I mean. And so um, that can happen. And if it's an animal that's been treated normally in the past with no uh, adverse reaction and all of a sudden you get this, then that is what we've uh, probably what we've discussed a lot of times, deficiency of some sort or some type of uh, issue going on in their gut or in their uh, bowels that that cause this particular thing to show up. Okay. But I wouldn't worry about it. And it was good to stay. I mean, you never know uh, that twitching is pretty normal uh, in those, in many different situations. But when you get it, you know, when they're leaning into you, you're exactly right. It's like, oh, I'm feeling good. I want to get closer to you. Just like we do when someone's giving us a massage. We kind of, oh yeah, let me back up into your hands. And so that could have been what was going on. And and could have just been a sore muscle group or something that, that you got you, you were really working on well. And so then all of a sudden it's over and now it's thinking, gee, this is, this was bothering me a little bit. And now I got to figure out what to do with it. And uh, that's, we can't really answer those questions because we're not vets, but uh, right. uh, I, I think he did the right thing by staying and making sure everything was all right. And that the animal did uh, calm down and, and seemed to, how'd it do the next day? Uh, supposedly well. I checked out its ribbons and it, it, I mean, it got seconds and thirds and stuff. So it, they were pleased. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good, good deal. Uh, anything else? That's it. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Really a good question. And uh, so you always have those things. And again, I'll kind of go over that. Sometimes when we use PEMF, by virtue of massaging the muscles and massaging the body and helping the blood flow and the oxygenation, if there's something on the surface that, you know, you know how it is with when we feel pain, we immediately slow down and say, oh, my back hurts. I need to take it easy. A horse doesn't do that or a dog doesn't do that. They just keep right on going until all of a sudden they can't go. And you've all done it. You've ridden your horse. You put it up. Everything's wonderful. You come back the next day and bingo, uh, the horse is lame and there's something going on, but it had no inclination that it was going to show up tomorrow. Well, sometimes when we do the PEMF and we treat them and work their body, it'll surface maybe a little more rapidly because it's coming and you're just doing something to kind of bring it to the surface. Surface. So you always need to uh, keep that in mind and make sure your your clients understand that as well. Uh, great question. Let's see if there's anybody else that uh, there is. Um, yes, there is another one. Christine. Oh, Christina called. Let's see if we can get Christina. She uh, called in last week and I got the text late. And so I noticed it this morning. Let's see if Christina is available. This will be a, uh, a slow reaction from <laughs> from last week. Let's see if she's there. Oh, I don't guess she's coming. Okay, so let me check the questions over here. See if we have a question. Good morning, Becky. Uh, Jennifer has a question. Have a request to treat a horse who had a front foot issue. They cut his nerve to that foot, waiting for more details. He appears sound on it now. Will MagnaWave regrow the nerve they cut? Well, <laughs> if it if they cut it and they cut it for a specific reason, um, 
while through the NASA study and other studies, uh, PEMF has been has shown to enhance the potentiality of nerve regeneration and some tissue development. So to say that it won't uh, is is you know since they physically cut it, it's it's probably unlikely, probably because of the way they cut it. They probably didn't cut it and leave it so it could heal back. I, I'm not sure of that. That would certainly be a question for the veterinarian in this case. But the the, the therapy has been shown to help uh, nerve regeneration and tissue regeneration and cartilage and, and things like that. There are uh, studies or there are um, some studies that have shown that and some and, and some testimonials that have shown that as well. Uh, so it could do that. But in this situation, I would think it would be unlikely because they probably cut it in such a manager that managed in such a manner that it would not be that type situation. But if they wanted it to come back and they put it so it could grow back, you could certainly nourish it with the oxygenation, the blood flow and all of that to help any particular healing that the veterinarian would feel would be available. Um, so it, it's not going to hurt to do the animal if it just to keep it good blood flow to the area and the whole thing. You don't want to have pain just because they cut the nerve doesn't mean that there couldn't be something else going on to cause some discomfort or some pain. So to treat would be uh, something that you would certainly want to uh, have a look at. Uh, good morning, Samantha. Let's see. Um, good morning, Becky. Let's see. Has anyone ever treated ACDF? surgical spine fusion, any recommendations? Well, um, certainly when there are fusions, in many cases, there is still discomfort. They still don't get everything taken care of. You've, you've heard those types of stories about people having fusions in their back and, and it didn't really solve the problem. Sometimes it solves it 90%. Sometimes, you know, just all kinds of different reactions that, that can occur. And so, um, the recommendation would be certainly to treat the area, treat the overall back in general, because things have a tendency to refer. So if the fusion is there and it's referring up the back or through the shoulder, down the arm, it could be referring in a lot of different places. I probably, I've heard, I've told the story in the past uh, about my son-in-law who had some, it was, a, he is a musician and he plays the bass and drums and piano and all kinds of different things. And he, when he plays, sometimes he has some wrist issues, uh, corporal tunnel type of things, but he went to the doctor and the doctor says, it's in your low back. And we need to work on that to get it up through your shoulders, elbows, and into your wrists. So that was kind of the situation that we took there with him was to treat his back in order to help his uh, help his arms. And so that type of thing, and when you're dealing with, with fusions, you may have some referral issues and you certainly want to deal with them. But the, the protocol would be to treat the area Again, depending on which machine you have, how long you treat, six to eight minutes on any area with any powered machine can bring you some good results that you're looking for. Again, the biggest difference when you talk about the different machines is the strength of the signal, meaning you'll get a faster response with a higher powered machine than you will with a lower powered machine. So uh, great question and we'll see what we've got here. Uh, wondering, if there's who has treated the loss of taste and smell with COVID using MagnaWave and exactly and where to exactly re, uh, treat. Let's see who we've got here. Hello. Good morning. Good, Good afternoon. Morning. How are you? Good. So you have a question. 
Yeah. So with COVID-19, um, there's a lot of loss of taste and smell. And from what I'm reading, it's due to some swelling around the olfactory nerve. Uh huh. And I was wondering if Dr. Myers has dealt with anyone with this or treated anybody successfully because there are times when it's coming, taking up to eight months or never coming back from what I understand. And it's actually happening to me, so I'm pretty concerned about it. Well, so, uh, yeah, so we can't address what if PMF is going to stop, heal, cure, or do something with the COVID types of symptoms. I mean, we're just not there with, with the FDA. Uh, however, we can discuss that we've noticed in our clients inflammation reduction. And if inflammation, if you're reading and research is saying inflammation is having a playing a role in this being a problem, anything that can help control the inflammation may be beneficial to that uh, experience uh, that you're having. I can tell you that what I do as a precautionary uh, situation, not that I'm experiencing any, and I'm knock on wood, any, any indications of COVID or anything like that, but I treat my lungs almost daily. And because I want as much good circulation and good blood flow through my lungs, allowing for good oxygenation, which as we know is gonna allow is going to fight any inflammation in the body. Good oxygenated, oxygenated blood can fight a lot of things and can be very, be very beneficial to the body. So that's what I do uh, on a regular basis. Uh, there have been some uh, uh, back in the SARS epidemic back in, in 2008, 2009. Um, in Mexico, there were some doctors who were using PEMF very aggressively on, on lungs and head and so forth to help uh, keep and rejuvenate the blood flow in the body, and and they've had very good responses uh, to that type of situation. So that's what I do. But I need to. Uh, we will reach out to Dr. Myers and uh, get some input from her, and maybe I can get her to be on the uh, uh, on the show next week, and maybe perhaps we can talk about it or what, how her schedule permits. Maybe we can do a in a live interview at some point. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope it helps. Good luck. Let keep us keep us. Let us know what's going on. All right. Have a good day. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. So uh, that is a situation that, that people, I was reading about that today, where some people uh, lose their sense of smell or taste and it lasts for a long time. Others, it just lasts for a, a period of days and they have that situ and that type of recovery. And so, again, as we all know, everyone is different and everyone needs to be uh, handled uh, accordingly to whatever their symptoms or whatever they're experiencing. But if, in fact, it is a uh, inflammation type of situation that's that's uh, that's occurring, as I said, something to help reduce that inflammation, whether it's direct from a from a device or whether it's a medication, aspirin or something like that to help uh, quell it. Typically, the sooner you do something, the better the results. And we've learned that with MagnaWave and with PEMF. If there is a stress, the sooner you get after it, the better it is. If you allow the inflammation of an injury to take over, now you got to get rid of the inflammation before the healing can really take place when you're talking about your horses or your animals or your clients. And so those are always things that we need to approach. So staying ahead or being preventative uh, is typically, in my world anyway, I didn't mean to hit my mic if I made a noise, uh, potentially very beneficial to those types of situations. Um, we've got several people with us this morning on CastBox. Hazel's over there, so we appreciate that. Uh, let's see here if we have another question. 
uh, so good morning. Um, can MagnaWave help with vertigo? If so, what would be the suggested protocol? Well, vertigo is certainly a situation where you, you become dizzy, you, your head spins when you get up. I've had a couple of bouts of vertigo uh, over the years, and uh, the treatment would be to, if you're treating yourself, would be to use a butterfly or a large loop, put it over your head or put it on on your uh, ear area and treat and just to kind of keep things balanced. I do a very low setting, a very moderate setting just to treat your body. Uh, LZR, I need to reach out to Dr. Turchin, but the LZR on the ear um, or both ears could be beneficial to the to the, the lights, very nurture, nurturing to what uh, needs to be done to help those situations sometimes. And then again, it's what's causing the vertigo. I mean, if it's a sinus congestion that's causing the dizziness, if you don't get rid of the sinus, which is causing the pressure, which is causing the vertigo, then you need to deal with the, with the ancillary causes or the ancillary situations uh, that are going on. <clears throat> going back to the beginning, allowing the body to be in a position to better heal itself with good, good blood flow that we can help enhance and uh, the oxygenation of the blood being able to better facilitate and take on more oxygen could certainly be beneficial to those types of situations. Um, let's see here. I hope that helps. Uh, if you have another question, simply put it in the box or send me a text and I will give you a call back and we'll discuss it. Okay. was wondering, oh, is there another one? Oh, no. Got all three of them. If you'd like to give me a call. 502-599-9722, and I will be happy to uh, ring you back and have a discussion about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Um, there was a question, but let me come and see. Anyone treating aging spondy spondylitis in a horse? Um, well, that's a good question. Maybe somebody will have some input on that. Let me put this right here and um, see if I can do this to get you an answer or at least get you a, a direction to have a discussion. Um, inflammation in your spinal bones or vertebrae. Severe cases can leave the spine hunched. There is no cure for AS, uh, but medication and exercise can ease pain and help keep your back strong. So if it's inflammation, we all know that we work with inflammation. How long someone, we've had this conversation just a moment ago, how long someone has had this issue or how long the animal has had the issue uh, certainly has impact on how well you'll be able to address that situation uh, in your animals and horses or client. And, and so, but Inflammation being the key word, we are basically an inflammation reduction device. We aid the body in being able to deal with the inflammation uh, in the body. Most all of pain is a result of inflammation. So if someone has that, and again, depending how severe, how curved, how much, how anatomically it has become. So often if something is, is if the curvature is, well, the, the inflammation and, and the, the stress from that, if it's been there a long time, it may be very difficult to relieve that and once again, get ahead of it. So that's always gonna be an issue. Can you provide some comfort and some relief uh, uh, to those types of situations, most assuredly, uh, simply by providing the energy to the body and letting it better be in a position to heal itself. 
great question. Uh, appreciate it, and I hope the answer was uh, beneficial to you. Uh, I have a Julian and a Semi-5, and when treating on low settings for the sinus, does it take, does it make a difference which machine I use? Is a low setting more powerful, is a low setting on a more powerful machine different? No. Um, so if you're treating, uh, it, it, now let me put it this way. If you're using a low powered machine, like a semi three, semi five soul or the Spiro go, um, you, you may turn it a little higher to get to what may be a low setting or a low comfortable setting on your more powerful, on your Julian, for example. But basically it, both settings, if you're on low on either one of the machine. Now, certainly, uh, they're very similar. Low is low, and you're talking about two, 300, 500 gauss, that type of thing in the lower settings. Certainly, as you go up, your gauss levels are going to increase, your intensity increases, and you're going to have a more rapid response in some of those types of situations. But it really, uh, we have a spiral go here at the house, and we've been testing with it now for months, and uh, we'll use it on our sinuses. I use it on my uh, eyes, my eye surgery, my cataracts. In order to, I had one, what happened to me was the right eye, which was the first eye, um, when I looked at the, if I, I don't, I don't know how to do this properly, um, the inflammation, the, the, the retina of the eye kind of looks like this. It goes across, there's a little dip, and then it goes back up. Well, when it's swollen, it looks like this. It's just, it's just flat. That little indentation is not there. So when I went back to my, uh, my doctor, he looked at that and he said, we need to put you back on drops. And he said, you're probably going to use your machine. I said, yes, I am. And I can deal with that type of inflammation. He put me on the drops, uh, last Friday and he said, it'll take a month and I want you to come back and see me in a month and we'll see if maybe we have to go in and inject it with steroids. Well, today, five days later, treating my eye with the Spiro Go and doing my drops, I'm seeing the same out of each eye. I was able to close one eye and look and something would be clear. Oh, the other eye is blurry. Today, the blurry is gone in the right eye. I'm not sure that I'm all the way there yet, but I can see today much better out of my right eye. And then I don't have any um, grayness, if you will, or shadowing uh, because of the two eyes being at a different, different level. So uh, I kind of got off the track there, but uh, at any rate, that's that's what I'm doing, and I'm using the low setting. That's what it is. Uh, on the Spiro Go, I'm setting it at about a uh, 5 uh, out of 10 when I treated my eye, and uh, if I'm doing my sinuses or something, I'll, you know, and, and what I notice is the higher I go, I start noticing it in my fillings. Uh, you know, I'm, I had fillings <laughs> or have fillings. Yeah, anyway. Never mind. Um, so that's how I approach that. The low setting is a low setting, and it really doesn't make any difference how you want to approach that uh, as you go through it. So just a great question and kind of keep that in mind. Um, let's see. Spondylosis, it kept pain-free and mobile for a lot longer than expected. Jennifer says, I treated my dog with spondylosis. It kept her pain-free and mobile much longer than expected. The vets were amazed. Looking at her x-rays, they said she shouldn't have been able to walk. At the time, she was still running. <laughs> you know, I talk about, I'm 
talking about my wife and her ear, uh, her eye situation and my eye situation. She had three herniated discs, which is really the thing that kind of got us active in this business and using PEMF. I've told this story a million times, but she'll go to a doctor now. She'll go back to her doctor and they'll do a chest x-ray or something, just checking her heart because she's had stents and heart repairs and, and <clears throat> different things. And invariably, she'll go to a new doctor or a doctor's assistant and they'll say, what are we going to do about your back? And she'll say, what are you talking about? Well, my God, it's so it's it's the compression is there and it's almost looks like it's fused and it almost looks like bone on bone. And she said, I'm not having any trouble. And then she tells them what she does. She treats herself very regularly uh, with the MagnaWave. And so in those types of in those types of situations, things show up and but yet they're comfortable. And just like she's talking about with her dog. The dog may be uh, uncomfortable, but when you treat it, it's happier and it's and it's better. So inflammation, help ridding the body of inflammation is the key when we get in those types of situations. Um, let's see. I have a, let's see. Uh, okay, let's see. I have a client possibly interested in the Spiro Go. When will it be sold for non-practitioners? That's a great question. Um, I believe it is available Um currently for non-practitioners. I know we have some practitioner specials and some things we're working on, and it is just coming out, uh, just beginning the manufacturing and so forth with that. Um, perhaps uh, Chris can get me an answer from Cameron to what this uh, particular situation is with the Spiro Go and uh, being available to the public. And uh, we'll certainly try to get an answer in here uh, on that question, or they'll get back to me here in a few minutes. Um, uh, uh, Kathleen Myron's here, and let's see, have any other questions? Let me come over here and take a look, see see if we've got questions in the comments. Yeah, the comments are not working yet, and uh, Chris has stepped away from his desk. He had to go. They got some things going on upstairs, so he stepped away from his desk. He'll be back in a minute. Uh, um, Emily is with me, and, and um, perhaps she can... Uh, Make a note of that. We can find out what the situation is on the Spiro Go being available um, at this point. Any other questions, put them in the chat box. I'd be happy to answer them. If you'd like to talk to me, send me a text, 502-599-9722, and I will call you back, and we can have a conversation about whatever it is uh, that you would like to talk about or know more about with regard to MagnaWave. Let me come over here, and there were a couple other questions. Um I have a client that has ciprotoxicity. Has anyone had any experience assisting a client with this issue? Um, and so the situation, Aaron points out that the um, experience this, but would be approval, uh, get the vet's approval before you're dealing with that because the MagnaWave will aid in detoxification. And if they don't want the detoxification to occur, it depends how far along and how how in depth it is and what's going on. In, in many cases, when you're talking about animals, it's very difficult because they're always in a neighborhood, yards, <laughs> stalls, uh, where they can pick up toxins. And so to get rid of some toxins is typically not an issue. Now, if they are in a detoxifying state, and that's why you would certainly clear any of that, any of that type question with the veterinarian. Um, looking for advice on treating show sheep have a semi five. I looked through the search results in the group and I'm looking for guidelines, protocols on session lengths, key areas. Can anyone help? Um, well, certainly uh, it's the same whether you're treating a sheep or a dog or a horse. You want to treat the whole 
body if possible, because that certainly gives nourishing energy to the whole body. But certainly uh, in the sheep, you might, you know, the back may be an issue, how they how they handle their stress. I mean, we don't realize the stress that it puts on these animals when they go show. And whether it's a show pig or uh, on our sheep or a dog or a horse, anytime that stress is there, uh, they have it and they'll sometimes will stiffen up, sometimes will, will not be comfortable in, how, in their gait. And so if you can improve the gait, I would do an overall treatment. Again, if the, if the sheep has particular uh, issues, shoulder or back, treat those areas. But if you just want a good overall treatment of the body, can be very beneficial uh, prior to uh, competition. And uh, talk to the trainer. Ask the trainer, what's, what does it show? Where does the stress show in this animal? Does it show in its gait? Does it show in how it, how it uh, stands uh, in, in various situations? And so those are the questions to add, ask of the trainer and then, a, and then go accordingly in your treatment to treat the area where the situation may be. Great questions. Um, appreciate all the questions that we're getting. Um, let's see, come a little further. Just one second. Um, some marketing questions. Okay, uh, I don't see any other questions there. If you have a question, simply put it in the chat box and I will. Have you ever used the LZR on horses with scratches? Well, certainly, um, if you have a horse that has scratches and you can get to the surface of the scratch and use the LZR, it's going to help the healing process, aid the healing. It's going to help the area um, with with blood flow and so forth, as well as will the MagnaWave. However, with the LZR and you're right on a scratch, the light does wonders. Lasers do well at helping heal what has been a wound or a scratch or whatever. And the LZR uh, as a light emitting diode at the strength that it is can be very beneficial for those types of, of issues. Coming back to myself, uh, I use the LZR in conjunction with my MagnaWave when I treated my eyes after the surgery in order to get the energy, the depth, penetration, close your eyes. Certainly, I don't put it on my eye open. I put it right on my eye um, with my eyes closed, and it's bright, but it, it certainly was beneficial, I feel, to the, to the healing process. And, you know, we were talking about that earlier with, with vertigo and those type situations. I've, I certainly know and we've discussed. I just want to bring it up because we're here and it's something we can talk about. To use the LZR, uh, let's say, with anxiety uh, or depression, someone dealing with that, if, you're, if you yourself are suffering from what you feel to be some anxiety, 30 seconds on the forehead, no hair, 30 seconds on the forehead uh, with the LZR and then on each ear for 15 to 20 seconds on each ear, no hair covering. So you got it right on the ear itself. The lights will go in and help that situation. And we've seen uh, personally, as well as some some friends, some better attitude, better feeling um, with it, with their mental state utilizing that and then putting the what I often do if I'm a little down I'll simply put the uh, large loop over my head resting on my shoulders and treat my lungs and my head like this and 
feel good. Uh, we've all known for years that PEMF just as a relaxive state, aiding sleep, helping someone be at a better state of mind or a better f- sense of well-being is something that is a good thing that people can uh, can in- can enjoy. Okay, let's see. Um, uh, Spear will go on the site for everyone. Yes, there's the link. They put the link in for, link for the Spear go, and it is there. What is the Gauss spelling on a pad or mat compared to the large loop? You know, I don't have those numbers in front of me, but um, the what what happens is the mat is it's it's more of a Tesla type of coil. The mat, the coil on the mat starts in the center and comes out to the edge of the mat. So you're creating a signal that goes like this. On the large loop, quite often it comes out more like a fountain. So it comes out of the center of the loop, back in, or comes out of the edge of the loop, back into the center, like a fountain uh, would be coming, uh, going into a fountain operating and and so what happens quite often as the if you have the butterfly loop and then you go to the large loop the gauss output of the large loop decreases because of the size of the loop that doesn't mean that you won't see more muscle movement because you're stimulating a bigger area of tissue now coming back to the mat the paddle for example when it doesn't always feel more intense it is more intense because it is an actual tesla coil it is very tightly wound coil to coil i mean as it as it's being wound the the wires are actually uh touching each other the insulation the wire itself isn't touching but the insulation part of the wire the copper wire is actually touching itself as it is coiled out to make the paddle same thing on the mat. So it, it, it is coiling. So I would think off the top of my head, we need to pull that up and look at it, that the, the intensity or the gauss will be a little higher coming out of the mat than it would out of the large loop, but not necessarily the butterfly or the paddle. Long explanation <laughs> for a simple, uh, quick answer. But uh, if, you're qu- if you're questioning what to use, uh, if you put the mat on someone, let's say you're, you have a, uh, a semi or a spiral go or a soul device and you put the mat on someone and you turn it up a little bit, they may not feel it as much because it again is a larger area that if you put the butter, you put the large loop right on the shoulder or right in the middle of the back and we're focusing just on that area, not the whole great big mat, but just on that area, they may feel it a little more in those situations. And people like to feel it. I mean, that's that's just part of the part of the thing. It's it's uh, uh, they just like to be able to feel something, hear something uh, that that's that's happening to them when they're doing the treatment. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. I have a semi three, semi three on low. I see no restrictions, balance in the muscle. Turn to medium, there is bounce, and the horse is still comfortable. I have heard that we don't want to overstress the muscles. My question is, do I stay on low or stay on medium as long as the horse is comfortable or go to high as long as the horse is comfortable? Okay. The one point part of your question there um, where you say, I, on low, I see no restriction. Turn to medium, there's bounce. I've heard that we don't want over, to overstress the muscles. 
those have been conversations that people have had over the years that you put this machine on, you, you turn it up high and you're going to cause muscle fatigue. And the issue there is if you put that coil on a horse's shoulder and you turned it to high and you use something to hold it, a strap or something to hold it on there, and you're able to keep it on there for three or four hours, you might fatigue the muscles. You might over fatigue or, you know, cause fatigue of the muscles. For us to go in and treat a horse for 10 minutes on the shoulders with active movement is not, has not, has not shown to over fatigue or cause fatigue in the muscle type of, in the muscle area. And so that, that, that is something that, that you don't, let me come back. You don't have to have a lot of bounce. The bounce or the movement or the flexation of the muscle shows us where there is some sensitivity. We've all done this. You move the paddle or you move the coil over the horse and you're here and you're getting palpitation and you move it an inch over this way and it stops. So you come back to where the palpitation was or the muscle movement and you treat that area. What I like to do is treat that area and the area around it as well, kind of like cleaning up an accident, getting rid of the rubbernecking that's going on and approach it like that. So um, there is bouncing. If you want to go higher, particularly she has a semi three. So if you go to the highest setting on a semi three and you are getting bounce and or you're getting muscle constriction and, and the movement is there, that's OK. You're, you're not you're not going to overdo it in, in the typical 10, 15, 20 minute session uh, that you're doing. And sometimes it, when you're dealing with, with an animal of that size and stature to go higher actually goes deeper. It puts the, it puts the energy that we're delivering able to go deeper into the body, which may be beneficial to the situation you're doing. You go to the back, it, it's kind of like low voltage, low frequency equipment uh, using hour-long treatment periods or longer treatment periods more often, it's because they don't go as deep. They don't systemically operate as rapidly as the higher power machines do. So if you have a semi device and you, you turn it up, uh, that's fine. Take it up to where you want to as long as the animal is comfortable. And you'll know they'll walk away if they're not comfortable. And so you want to certainly have comfort. But if you want to go, if you're on their hip or on their back or on their uh, sacral area and you turn it up to high and you're getting some movement and you're penetrating deeply into the animal, that's not a bad thing. And, and if the animal is comfortable, comfort is the key. So there you go. I hope that helps answer that particular question. Uh, Maureen, let's see. If someone has a large lump under their armpit for approximately six months that has not gotten better, would it be okay to use PEMF or LZR on it? I was not sure since it could be um, a, lymph, a lymphoid situation. Well, certainly if someone's got that, they probably need to talk to their doctor or their doctor will tell them, um, I'm getting a call here, I don't know, let's see, it's Elaine. Yes, I'm on the I'm on the air. You want to talk to us? I'm on the air. Yeah, so I'll call you back. Okay, bye. So that was a question, and she forgot that I was on the air that it that it was Tuesday. So I was kind of answering the question. Um, let's see, where is it? Uh, on the on the development under 
under the arm uh, a cyst or a subtype of some type of growth. Certainly talk to the doctor, but if the doctor feels like it's there, it's not causing any problem, but you want to try to massage it and move it away, get, go after it and, and see how it does. Uh, we've had some people with sebaceous cysts uh, that have been able to get rid of them by simply pulsing the area, helping the blood flow in the area, helping clean things away from those types of areas. Lays, the lays LZR would be beneficial as well as the MagnaWave or the both of them in concert uh, on that particular area. I think you, if you went and treated the area and, and um, it a couple of times to see if you get some reduction, then you'll know what, what you might want to do uh, going forward uh, in that type of situation. Hope that helps. Um, let's see. All right. Is there, if the horse is comfortable, then the setting is not too high because they do not have bias like a person where they will sit through something that is not comfortable. Oh, Aaron, Aaron's making, giving someone an answer if they're not comfortable because it's better. That's correct. A person getting treated, and I made this mistake, and I've talked to you about it a million times. When, when, I, when I was in the beginning, I was treating some people, and they'd say, oh, I can take that. Turn it up. Turn it up. Well, I was giving them too much in energy that it was actually like a deep tissue massage. So when I completed, they were actually a little sore than before. Now they felt better the next day, like you often do after a deep tissue massage, but you don't have to do that. That's the beauty of what we've got here. You can, you can supply energy to the body so the body can utilize it to better be in a position to better heal itself, but you can supply that comfortably and comfort is the key. What I do, and I apologize if I'm being redundant, if I'm treating someone and I'm saying, how's that? Oh, that's good. Or I can take that. I back it off. If they say, mm, you know, I'm not really feeling it. Okay. Then I might take it. Oh yeah. Now I'm feeling that. Well, okay. A little more. Okay. Oh, go back down. You got to talk to them. You got to see what they're saying. But if they say, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I can take that. Back it down. You don't need to over energize what they're doing. You need to energize to help the body be in a position to better heal itself. Um, oh, Sandy, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, with Will it help horses with navicular? Okay. And um, the, the answer is it can. Uh, it can be beneficial. Now, what, what you, the, the issue with navicular is quite often the navicular is the actual degradation or, or falling or breaking apart of the navicular bone. And that's very difficult because you have chips and that's irritating the muscle and the cartilage and the nerves in the area. So in those type situations, you can relieve the pain. You, you can relieve, help the body relieve the inflammation that's there that's causing the discomfort. Uh, but you're not going to all of a sudden allow that bone to solidify and come back together. Now, continued treatments, if it's in a position that it could, that, that the bone could, and I'm, I'm not a doctor, but if the bone could conceivably heal back in place, perhaps that's a question for your veterinarian. But uh, if it's sometimes there is a problem that in that they think is navicular and it's inflammation of the bursa, which causing similar, similar type situation as the actual degradation of the bone, and you treat the area and the inflammation goes away and then the problem solved. Unless there's something causing the problem, the, the shoe, the, 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 the surface that the horse is on, the surface that the horse is competing on, whatever it may be. 
could lend itself to exacerbating those type situations. The, the quick answer is most certainly navicular, whatever it's de- whether it's degradation or inflammation of the bursa, causes inflammation, causes pain, causes discomfort, and that's one of the things that we do is we set up the body to better heal itself to help get rid of the, that discomfort. So it can be uh, beneficial with navicular. Talk to your vet, see exactly what's going on, what they're recommending, and approach it from that type of situation. But again, anything that is related to pain or inflammation, good blood flow, good oxygenation, which our machine can kind of allow the body to become better oxygenated, will be beneficial to those types of situations in your animals. Um, Let's see. What about pulsing horses with kissing spine? Difficult situation because you, again, the spine is what they call kissing is rubbing and and it's like bone on bone, if you will, causing discomfort and irritation. And the inflammation causes the severity of it. Or certainly if you have kissing spine situation, then you ride the animal and you compete with the animal and you have these type situations, it's more difficult to get ahead of. But if you treat the area continually and get ahead of the problem, you can make those animals or allow those animals to become more comfortable and perform or at least be a ha- live a happier, more comfortable um, type of situation. If it is so severe that no matter what you do, you might be able to relieve it for a period of time and then it's going to it's certainly going to come back. But there are some that, that have been and have had some good results, again, depending how long it's been there, how for how far along it is, how severe it is. But um, it, it's certainly if you have that type of situation, it certainly is worth trying and working and to be continual. You're not going to get a result in one treatment in those type situations. Quite often, it's going to take multiple treatments and a period of time to get ahead of the situation. We've talked about this, but I want to be clear. Quite often, if you, my wife, for example, when we first treated, started treating her three herniated discs, she got a few hours worth of relief immediately, but then it came back. So we treated a few days. She got hours, maybe a day worth of relief. The more we treated, the longer the relief lasted until we got to a point after three months worth of treatments that she really had for uh, six to eight weeks, in some cases, two to three months in relief just from one or two treatments because of the continual treatment, getting the body in situation that you're, that you're trying to help the body control those types of issues. Um, is it common to do big barn discounts? Great question, uh, Brittany. Um, I wouldn't say that that it's uncommon. I mean, if you're going and you're gonna treat a number of horses and and the clients are gonna be there for you and they know you're coming and by giving a a small discount, uh, it makes everybody happy and, and gets people in line more rapidly. Why not? I mean, that's uh, that's a type situation that, that you want to address. Um, it, and it's not unusual, or at least it wasn't unusual when I first started. Sometimes I'd go to the barn owner and I'd treat, I'd give them a deal to treat their horses. And then they, knew it, they would help me get horses from some other clients or whatever, or people would refer. And I would certainly try to help them uh, as I can. So to go into a, a large barn and to uh, give an incentive 
um, you know, the stores do it. You come to my store, I'm giving you a $25 discount or I'm doing this or you spend this much and I'm going to do that. That's a normal thing that we deal with today and people have been dealing with uh, for, for years. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it'd be fine if, if you don't need to. You know, don't give away the farm or give away the services because you think you need to. If you don't need to or you haven't been asked and, you know, or if you want to just offer, hey, I'm coming. If I if I can get this many horses, I'll do this. Or if I get this, I'll do that. And and it just helps the situation along. So um, I, I wouldn't say it's uncommon, but I would not. Say, and I but I think that is probably more common than what most people uh, would think. Um, let's see. Can you use the mag energy mat? with a semi five. Yes, there is a mat uh, that uh, it's a particular plug. It's got the same kind of plug as the semi five and there is a mag energy mat uh, or the semi five machine. Um, let's see. Yep. So it looks like people are answering their questions, helping me answer the questions. And that's that's perfect. Uh, that's great. It's uh, 53 minutes so far. We're glad to be here. If you have a question, please put it in the chat box and I will be happy to answer it for you. Um, if you want to talk to me, 502-599-9722, we'll phone back and we can have a conversation. But if we get nothing else here, I will uh, we'll kind of sign off. But um, we certainly enjoy being here, and it's another good show. Uh, great questions today, and uh, certainly always like to have a look at those questions. Probably one thing I want to go back to just quickly here is if you're researching something and if you have a semi machine uh, or a soul or a Spiro go and, and what you're searching for, because remember for years, 10 years, probably, let's see, um, probably 10 years, we had one machine, the max. And then we started getting other machines, other uh, sizes, so on. And, but a lot of the testimonials, a lot of the uh, comments that people had that are in the, on the group pages were with the more powerful machine. So if you see, and the biggest difference, again, is the time that you administer. If someone says, oh, I do the max on, on the uh, foot for six to eight minutes for an abscess with the semi or a smaller machine, it may be 15 minutes or 20 minutes to treat that foot to get the result that you're looking for. I've seen low power machines provide the same result at, at their higher setting, even though it's not as high as the more powerful machines, just as rapidly because the situation was not as severe and the abscess came quickly, blew quickly or whatever, or the shoulder was relieved quickly uh, and it didn't take the higher power machine to do that. So just keep that in mind when you're researching this stuff and you're looking for a particular answer, you're seeing that they're pulsing, just add some time if you got a smaller machine, if you want to. If you do it six to eight minutes and you get the result that you're looking for, wonderful. And that's the way to approach it. All right, let's see here. Um, all right, uh, Becky, so you have a friend with neuropathy without diabetes. I've treated him for five weeks, three times a week with no relief. Any suggestions? Sometimes I experienced personally um, neuropathy, non-diabetic related. My doctor said it's age related. Now, what is causing the neuropathy? So we need to approach, is it diet? Um, sometimes um, alcohol consumption can lead to that. 
even though it's non-diabetic, sometimes there could be something else in the diet that leads to the body having some inflammation in your hands and feet that can cause neuropathy types of situations. So you're doing it. Let's see, where's your answer? Five. I've treated him for five weeks, three times a week with no relief. Any suggestions? You got to look and see what it is. I've had people over the years that had a very neuropathy, a very serious uh, form of neuropathy that it was almost impossible to get a result for them. Uh, but time will tell. Could it take even longer? Mine was mine lasted for months. And what I, I ultimately did is number one, are they are they taking a medication for their neuropathy? Um, Aspirin can be very beneficial because it's just a good overall uh, anti-inflammation drug and so forth, but uh, uh, medication. <clears throat> but it took me, uh, I was using, I got to where I was using CBD. I was rubbing my feet with CBD and then I would use the uh, B2 machine and I would sleep with it overnight and my lower legs and feet would rest on that mat for hours. And over time, I did it every night and, and for hours. And over time, um, it was gone. Now, my doctor also at one point prescribed a, a medication that helped the circulation and so forth in the feet. So it's hard to say we don't know what's causing it. We don't know how severe. I mean, if they've had it for a long time, What's the answer? It's going to take a long time to get after it. So it, it, it took my wife 90 days of treatments to get three to four weeks worth of relief from her herniated discs. So you're talking five, let's see, where to go? Um, five weeks, three times a week. I mean, it could very be 15 weeks, three or four times a week to get where you're going. If someone's ready to do that, if you have the capability of doing that and spending that time. All right, let's see. What does every oh, typically charge new going through certification? Um, is it different at shows, different parts of the U.S.? To answer your question, charges vary from the racetrack to the performance arena. They vary from the discipline that you're in. Uh, whether it's hunter jumper or dressage or whatever it may be western so the, the rates can vary from from place to place uh, there is i would say that there is an average of 85 to 100 dollars now i know on some racetracks the the rates are 65 to 75 dollars uh, per treatment and and so you know that's that's an area uh, when I first started I was charging $75 a treatment and a chiropractic veterinarian person came to me and said nope you need to if you want to be successful you need to raise your price and I said why you know because people feel like they're getting what they pay for and if you're doing it for too little they don't think that you have a valuable type of situation I raised my rate overnight from 75 to 125 didn't skip it didn't make more money and and so you just got to keep keep that in mind and and you got to understand you got to it's got to be in your eyes that you believe what you're doing and, and if you believe what you're doing because 
because you know it works and you see it work, so are your customers, and it's going to be worth what your customers are paying for it. But you got to be able to stay in business. And so you got to have a rate because uh, you can only do so many horses in a day. Uh, if you, you know, of course, I'm talking back when I only had one machine that I was using could only do so many horses in a day. But when you get multiple machines and multiple people, uh, things change. Uh, so there you go. Let's see now. Um, I have a customer with a vagus nerve impairment. I treated her whole body the first time, not emphasizing on that area. I did not see that protocol on the MW app. Treat the area of pain along with the whole body. And, and if, it's, if it's ready and if, if what we're doing can help it, you will see help around the corner. Um, how much more power does the Semi 5 Duo versus the Semi 5? They're very close. Um, there are two machines and the, the Semi 5 Duo is two machines in one box uh, controlled separately. The Semi 5 is just one machine in the box, but their power levels are very similar. It's just that you have the capability of treating two areas uh, or doing a, a Herxheimer type of situation front to back with the uh, semi-5 duo. Um, he started, oh, I'm missing where we are, Sandy, about the corporal tunnel. I must have missed that. Um, is, is it double the semi-5 power? And if using two attachments on the semi-duo, is it equal to the semi-5? Well, if you're using two attachments, let's say both attachments go to 10 and are, are five. They, they both go to five. And so you're getting maximum power out of two attachments. So if the, if the attachment can produce, let's just, just pick a number, 3,000 gauss. If you have two attachments on that area at the same pulsing, you're getting 6,000 gauss. Even though it's not necessarily a stronger punch, but it is providing that energy from both of the attachments. It does not suffer when the two attachments are being used, like occurs if you have a max with a coupler, because you have a much larger coil, you do lose some power. With the Semi-5 Duo, you're getting the same amount of power out of each one. And that's where we've had people that, if they have, if I had people that had low back into their groin pain, and I put a, a using the uh, duo like the semi five, I'd put a, the paddle behind them and I put the loop in front of them and they'd be pulsing toward each other and they'd be getting, and it really gave them some relief. So how you use those two attachments, you can use them in the same, in concert in the same area, or you can do two areas separately on the body. So you have tremendous flexibility with that. Okay. Um, just wanted to share, last week I was working on a horse that had a back leg very stocked up swollen. It was solid from the knee to the hoof. I was using my sole, doing a full body, and by the time I got to the hind quarter on that side, about 25 minutes, it was gone. That's a perfect, thank you for sharing that. That was a perfect example of how treating the body improves the body's ability to have the blood flow go to areas that it's needed. Uh, there are videos on the site and there are, we've done dark uh, field microscopy to where you can take, prick somebody's finger to get a blood sample 
put it on a microscope, put the coil on their low back, treat them for 15 minutes, and the blood improves in the whole body just by treating the low back. And so we want to treat the body, treat the area of irritation or the area of sensitivity. And then, but the overall blood content of the body with dark field microscopy is improved after just 10 or 15 minutes treating the low back, taking the blood sample from the finger. And, and that's what's really amazing. We're systemically, because of the power, penetrating very deep. We're not just doing microcirculation like some of the lower powered units do. They're fine. They're doing microcirculation that's got to go get, takes longer to get that all over the body than it does with something that goes all the way through the finger or all the way through the arm or the back or the hip wherever it may be, which is the, the, the beauty of the, of the more powerful devices because they have more energy, they put more energy into the body and getting a more rapid result. Okay, um, so really we've had some very good uh, questions. We're out of time. Uh, we wanna try to stay on our, on our time thing so everybody can get, their, get back to their business and, and enjoy themselves. Great questions today. It's been fun being here. I'm certainly glad uh, we'll be back next week to answer more questions on the MagnaWave office hours. We'll get to Dr. Uh, uh, Myers about the question on the lungs issue and the uh, taste and smell. We'll try to get some clarification there. But again, uh, thank you for joining me. Wave on to better health. Have a great day, great week. See you later.